Hi, and thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards a positive change in the world. I hope you enjoyed this episode today, and if you would please take the time to like, share, and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate that. And I hope you enjoy. And all people say, oh, well, now you're patriarchal. Now you want to jump back to the matriarchal ways of life. When we follow the she, when he's follow the she, they will not only be met in every aspect of their own natural inborn requirements, they'll be seen they'll be able to be held, they'll be able to show up, they'll be able to fix things, they'll be able to replace things, they'll be able to do all that stuff that men are really awesome at. They'll be able to bring in the, 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 the hunt or the, whatever we want to call that. The truth that I discovered is that she knows. There is an intuitive, intrinsic self-knowing that is inborn in the physiological metric of a woman. And that's because she has, she, she comes into this earth with a womb that gives her certain qualities that allows her to have a sense of intuitive connection to the feeling-based and spiritual-based world that men have a lesser strong connection of. And how that has reflected itself in nature outside of westernized, colonized, whatever you want to call it, you know, 5,000, 6,000 years of decline, we, we have it in our original blueprint to find full fulfillment, to navigate in honor of the mother, in honor of the sisters, and in honor of her woman. And when we do that, fulfillment naturally comes about. It doesn't even become a question. We become met because that's part of our human ecology that, that is the original natural ways of being. Well, why aren't we navigating like that? Well, that's because we're all traumatized. We've all been affected by this unnatural way that we ended up with and in that never really made any sense. And yet we are very capable to adapting. And I see that that's really at the core of all of this is that is this unnatural way of navigating. And where trauma really comes from is the practice of human damage. And human damage, the way that I summarize it is that it's grown up human beings practicing fantasies as if they are a reality without comprehending that it's not a reality. It's a simulation, a self-created world idea that actually isn't really real. And what that does to children, it really confuses them. Um, it's 7.30, you should already be in bed. How does, how does a four-year-old know anything other than love and wanting to be in connection and being in its body and it will fall asleep when it falls asleep 
but we have a societal framework that I have to work tomorrow. I have to, I have to, I have to. And so it makes a lot of sense that grown-ups entertain fantasies that have no real basis in reality. They're not based on loving kindness. They're actually based on trauma. And this is where I feel we can restore our syntropic human ecology really beautifully, that if humans feel that it's challenging for them to entertain this, this thought of following the she, just follow the younglings. Speak to younglings the way you would speak to those that you revere most. You know, I often ask, why is it that we as human beings in the grown-up world can speak to children the way that we would never, ever do to our coworkers or our friends? And these are fundamental questions that, that I feel are, are really relevant to address because they give rise to all these labels. Because that's where younglings get fractured within themselves. They get treated harshly, not with loving kindness. And they're not being followed. They're being gone in against. They're curious. They're open. They're explorative. And they're being suppressed and repressed or rejected or abandoned or shamed for being who they are. And these are the elements that I feel benefit looking most at. Because when that is understood, compassion can come again. Because then we have comprehension how we got here. And then we can also start asking the questions, well, how do we put ourselves back together again? And I'd like to hear from Shay, his thoughts around that process of the coming back into wholeness, Shay. You know, you and I, we've both explored so much in our own internal landscape and navigated and feeling-based relating with so many friends and so many circles. And it's been raw, it's been fully real, it's, it's been so relevant. And what I see coming out of my experience and I see that reflected in you is this sense of the yay for life is, is, is there again. And yet, how, how did you guys get there, you know? And, and because that, that is that healthy embodiment of self, which you could call divine masculine, but that's probably somebody's perception. Yeah, thanks, Sovereign. I really love what you share all the time, man. Appreciate that so much. And, and Alison, for just opening up this conversation. And I'd certainly relate to a lot of aspects of it. And a huge part of um, my journey in returning to a sense of wholeness, which is, is slowly over time building more resilience um, from the inside out. And it was... internalizing a lot of the way that I see the world and coming back to forgiveness and forgiving. I mean, it was the simulation was that I was forgiving my father as an example, but really I was forgiving myself because the easy option in the simulation would be to actually blame an external um, party in the, in the instance of, being swung one end of the pendulum when really that was my choices in my life to um, go to those places and do those things. And so to actually acknowledge that I am responsible and having that deeper level of uh, accountability for myself, that it's, I'm actually forgiving myself 
for all the things that I got so easily swayed into and so easily just, just went along with the ride without taking a moment to stop and reflect and think and actually feel on a deeper level, feeling into, is this really what, what I feel is going to be right for me on my journey? And that was a huge part of my personal um, awakening process that I was not actually living in alignment to what felt like I, that yay feeling that sovereign was talking about. This doesn't feel yay anymore. And yet I'm still, I'm still going against the grain of what feels right to me. It doesn't feel right. And, and, and then suddenly I, I get just smashed with these injuries and I realize, wow, that was like a wake up call. This, this, is a, this is a reminder physically being shooken up so much that this is a reminder to just really start to, again, feel into what it is that makes me come feel alive, makes me feel those really good feelings. And so returning to that sense of wholeness has, again, been a continual process of just unraveling and unpacking deeper, deeper moments of when, when it doesn't feel like a yay moment, when I'm getting these, you know, triggering hot flushing responses to someone's coming at me and it's like, okay, wow. Now, now that's really something nice to look at here because it's like, why am I, what is it within me that's so frustrated and upset and, um, what haven't I forgiven in myself or, or what is it within me that I haven't expressed that loving kindness towards? There's something here that isn't resolved and I need to actually bring it back into that loving, loving place within my own heart to actually resolve it and come back to a level that I can actually feel okay. Even if there's a third party or person or uh, someone else doing something against me that doesn't feel good and it's like wow where within me is that lack of sense of freedom or that that limiting belief that's holding me back from actually truly shining and sharing what i feel um i i have and in, in, in the worth and the self-worth and so the divine feminine is a really integral element to the whole conversation where i feel it it's definitely for me it comes back to the balance of both the masculine and and not the competitiveness but the way that it weaves together and and that's so simply exemplified in the symbolism of the yin and yang which is these this two elements of of life that is is weaving and enmeshed and interconnected and has this stability and support to hold up our, our physical structure, our, our energetic being or, or the, the being of the earth, the mother earth. And it's, it seems to me that that level of wholeness is actually our birthright. And we all are already whole and brought into this world whole. And so that's a great realization because that means we can return to that at any point, even if we're not whole or we have unresolved or we have this level of brokenness or we're moving through the shame and this guilt and this grief, all these really darker, denser 
triggering emotions. It's like, hey, remember what it feels like to be a youngling again? But with, with the wisdom and the experience that we've come to learn from going through those extreme um, periods in life, that now we can return to that space with a, a, a broader sense of awareness of actually what really feels good. And that's a really nice place to be. It's like, it's like moving into this level of, of wisdom based upon experience. And that for me is something that is, is really relevant because it's like in the age of information where you can go on the internet now and watch videos on everything and be so wise for all the videos that you're watching. But it's intellectually, it's understood, but more, it's a more embodied expression of the feelings. It's like, ah, just to be in the space of this physical being in amongst any adversity, in amongst the chaos of the world and return to that inner trust, that inner faith to know that I will always be okay. And I have this deep sense of knowing that even in the most uncertain times, even in the most unknown future of our possibilities of our world right now, that everything is working out in my favor. And if we are all to perish and die, well, that was always going to happen anyway. That was an inevitable part of our process. <laughs> so this is a beautiful life. And now that I've come to comprehend this death process on a deeper level, I can actually now start living and being fully expressive in who I am and just doing what I love and doing anything without the fear of what other people might judge me for or think about me or do to me and now i'm truly free and liberated and it just feels good <laughs> it's beautiful because then also those people that were opposing us or harming us or controlling us they were we've made use of their function that they were performing with purpose. And that relates to the guy that punched you in, in that area, those that suppress us, those that shame us. And that's all of that is performing a function with purpose. And my, my learnings of Centropic Agroforestry, all that I have to do is to question the function and be willing to come into awareness. And because that's the way for me back to freedom back to that thriving back to that yay and um yeah this is beautiful shay i love it allison <laughs> curious what's all coming up for you and your thoughts well the common thread that i felt through both of what you were saying was that it's either energy that's free to flow or it's energy that's blocked mm. and it seems like when it's blocked it becomes a label which externalizes it and maybe that you know that's the false way of dealing with it and that um so when i come back to my experience this week of of um 
beginning the deep repair of the second chakra and replacing, not replacing, but regenerating that, um, the, the space of creation and inspiration and uh, deep-seated connection um, with life that what that what I was shifting was the energy and uh, so if I can just work with energy and if we can all just work with energy which is yay nay yay nay <laughs> nay yay <laughs> yay 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 <laughs> if we can just if that's the energy speaking to us and and to me it it feels um, much denser denser and heavier to, to try to work through the labels of divine feminine and divine masculine and much better to just work with is is this a yay flow or is this a no flow <laughs> or you know um, and and while you were talking too I was I was thinking how comfortable it is to be with you as you're speaking that way and how wonderful it is. You described the process already, Sovereign, about how we women, and I just happen to be one, respond to that in the mail because we've been so conditioned not to expect that and not to even ask for it because, you know, even asking for it has been punished in the past for, you know, the mitochondrial DNA. And uh, and then it also brought up, speaking of the DNA, that if we all don't heal that part of us that births us, that mother part of us that, um, that has been so uh, oppressed, uh, pillaged, raped, burned, all of those things, if we, because our information is passed through the mitochondria to this body. If we don't deal with that, then we've got all of those labels, which are fear, which are trauma, which are drama, blah, blah, blah. All of that, if we don't deal with that, then um, we're in the world of labels and we're not in the world of feeling, yay, I'm going to go this direction or this direction. And like you were describing, Shay, uh, those those senses of being able to navigate our universe just from that feeling-based place. Oh my! Just seeing the two of you, uh, witnessing the two of you navigate this, my second chakra is really feeling really good about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my loves. <laughs> so that, that's where it comes to for me is that it just feels good. It really feels good. And um, I, I don't, I would like to think that there's more conversations to come out of this as we navigate because uh, I think part of this too is letting go of language that or labels that doesn't work for us anymore and figuring out. Uh, Simple words like yay and nay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah.
Yeah, to to round it off, how how sovereign started, and to to really explore the the language, it's really it's a really good point that I I never actually fully um, had an interest in or, or tried to comprehend or understand in any way. But thinking back to pre COVID and pre uh, industrial age and pre language the way that we would have expressed what felt good and, and, and what didn't feel good, right? Because there's, as you explained in the relationship that we have to everything in life, we're communicating with, with all of life all the time. And sometimes, you know, what they say is around 7% of, um, of the language is communicated through words. Most of it's actually through body language and the way that we express through our movements and uh, the, the, where we are now to have develop this deeper sense of words to explain this experience of how we're going and moving through time and space. It's quite phenomenal that it seems we've overcomplicated it sometimes. And just to bring it back to the simple yay feelings or the nay feelings can actually make life um, more natural and more, more easy and more graceful. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to explore language um, because mm -hmm. it has a deeper, a, a deeper way of um, articulating a more broad complexity to the reality of the simulation that we're experiencing. But ultimately, when we, when we really, we strip it right back to the, to the core, to the um, to the essence of our nature, then it's actually, there are no words. It's like if you try to ex explain to someone what it feels like to be totally in love, to be just like head over heels in love with everyone and everything, or maybe the partner or the person, whoever it is, it's like you couldn't even say love is, is justifiable for the feelings that you're experiencing mm. and and that's that's something that i feel is is so relevant in the yay and the nay because it's like what it the, the yay or the nay is is how are you feeling and that's why i just love the community conversations and the feeling-based relating space because it's for so long for me when i was in the pendulum swing of the masculine i was so numb to the feelings i had completely escaped completely blocked it and was actually running away from it because when i came into that process of awakening into coming into more awareness i was realizing there was a lot of nay feelings there in that space and that's mm -hmm. a scary scary space to be feeling into um, but again that level of okay being accountable for those feelings and actually feeling them and moving through them to to come out the other side and to feel the yay feelings made it all worth it because what i come to realize is without the nay there is no yay <laughs> and it was all it was all relevant in the journey to actually come to deeper appreciation for the good feelings and the good vibes and the good times and 
the good the good energy like you said alice and it's like you can feel the energy from a person just by seeing them without even hearing them mm. and um that's for me i think i feel like it's feels good feels good in the cells <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i'm so feeling your I cells feel good <laughs> so Ren. yeah yeah, pleasure. Uh, there is there is the theory. I think it's it's been around for a while that you know, humans gravitate between pain and pleasure, and what's more painful gravitates them then towards pleasure, or what's more pleasure. But all of that has gotten very tainted. Pleasure is is very intrinsic to to life. It's why really we observe life. Like what's the only motivation for it to grow? You can say, well, it, it divinely got wired that way. Well, if we look deeper into it, what makes what makes growth? If there wasn't anything in it for the plants, other than that, they're just this like, well, I'm a banana tree. This is my prerogative. I'm like a bunch of ones and zeros, but we're biological, and we're growing towards the sun. That's what we're doing. And we don't have any feelings or emotions, so we're kind of like numb. Um, life's much more sentient than that. And what really is the incentive for growth is that there's pleasure in it. And, and we as humans have not associated growing up with a pleasurable experience because of all the human damage, you know, the restrictions and the, the way that we've had to become educated and brought down into understanding how the world works and this is how it works. And, and we may not have gotten that from those that raised us, but wow, it was definitely around in the culture around us. And you only had to put on television when I was a teenager, but it was, uh, it was pretty intense. And, and it's designed to be that way because in my deeper observations of all of this, because I've sat with these questions for five years and measured everything to the centropic nature of life in the agroforest and life grows because it's the cellular all right all right here we go so when cells split you know how do they do that like leaves grow right we, we don't take enough time to sit there and, and watch these leaves these budding leaves grow and, and do their thing and like what 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 is that well we can explain all the biological functions but the biochemical exchanges in the duplication of the cells, the, the biochemical compounds that get activated and stimulated as a cell splits into two cells and splits and splits and, and duplicates and grows, the biochemical compounds there, if you were to collect them, which is virtually impossible, but if you did, and you did that with a whole mango tree and you got every little biochemical compound of those cells growing, replicating, um, and you got a nice little powder of a pile of white powder and you would roll up one of these, you know, nice little um, monopoly banknotes and you would either take a spoonful and just put it straight in your mouth or you run it straight up your nose. Um, you'd have the biggest orgasmic samadhi experience that your cells could probably ever possibly handle and i know this is a total fantasy but it's to indicate that what drives life is pleasure that there's pleasure involved in 
And that's a limited word sound for what nature is really doing. But it's the incentive for growth. It's because it feels good. It feels pleasurable. And in human ecology, growth is often associated with having to, must, I need to, I should, or the other ones, I, I could, but I don't want to, and I, I would if I wanted to. And that makes our imprinting become resistant to change. And because, because we got disconnected from love prematurely to start with, there is that imprint in most of us that makes us a little bit reluctant or resistant or a little bit afraid of change in the growing up, which makes our cells become calcified. The love molecules or the peptides, the neuropeptides that are being released naturally as we grow, they're not really able to lock into the cells because they have already kind of shut down a bit. And then when love shows up, it becomes a little bit scary and it becomes a bit hard because love means growth. It means change. And that and often gets associated to death. And a lot of people in the Western world have an entirely dysfunctional, distorted way of relating to death. And it's one of the most how would I put it? It's, 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 it's one of the programs installed by ourselves through our own miscomprehension of life and the syntropic nature of life that actually makes people fear change, which is the only constant in life. And so they actually fear to live freely, embodied, open, open, open. And that's where I feel that I bring for myself everything back to is, is syntropy. In nature, it is the most beautiful teacher out there. And I can just sit with it and witness it and watch it. And I watch, I watch nature have pleasure. And I'm curious with it. And I and I and I open my mind song. I I really like I I want to renew my mind. I will my mind to become open so that I'm curious, so that I may come into awareness not by what I've been taught or what I've been programmed with or what somebody else, no, what I'm observing. And just, just to be with that allows me to come into awareness of what life is doing. And that's the conversation where I want to start going towards more and more and more because that is navigatable, it's replicatable, it's self-perpetuating and it's restoring and it's regenerating that's the, the conversation where i want to go just that's my <laughs> yay <laughs> we're starting to uh, and one life. last piece go ahead. Um, because i have i've gone into the human biology and and the, and the, i call them five body body suits um as a i, I haven't found a more holistic, complete, full reality word sound for it. But what drives our yay and our nay is our will. And that's a, a feeling-based, sense-based truth that I know in and of myself and I recognize it in other. It's the word sound for the compass that carries the needle that is based on feeling. It's entirely based on feeling. The yay and the nay is like, I feel willing 
I, I feel I don't want to do that. And that may be a conversation for another time, but it's, it's a beautiful and super relevant conversation because when we restore our will and, and, and fix, we literally fix that compass because our birthing practices is to create a, a stain on that part of our physiological metric, our navel port. That is where we feel from in our intuitive knowing. If we have been violated there, we're going to have some confusion. We don't really know. We, uh, is, it feel, is it safe to feel my truth? Because the compass right. there is compromised. Yeah. And so maybe we can do that for another time if people are curious to hear, to hear about that. Because I'm certain that Shay also has, from his own physiological experience and all that we do in this feeling-based relating in the Brave New Life community conversations, it is, it is so intrinsic to us restoring our wholeness that we're willing that for ourselves and that we start imploring our will and inspiring others to engage their will because that is going to be for anyone willing the real starting point to put ourselves back into that wholeness space because you're either willing or you're not and if you're not willing then you don't want it and so what do you want and that those are the relevant questions that i've been continuously firing onto myself and i've learned i need to be a little bit more loving but um <laughs> it's paid off i can guarantee you <laughs> Oh, I, I am just so full with um, curiosity now in terms of moving forward with, with this conversation. I, you said something that was really important that I think we all need to um, take, you know, just hone in on or lean into is the safe space in which we can be curious about life mm -hmm. and, and the necessity of that feeling of safety. And so how do we create that for ourselves? And how, what is, the, what is the, the function of uh, creating safety for ourselves? And that I think maybe another another conversation mm, in the mm. future because I certainly forests and and plants will grow anywhere right underneath the wheels of cars. So what is the function of safety? Another question for another time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, dears, gentlemen, boys, girls. Uh, he's, she's, she may come back, she oh, <laughs> great question. I just lost you. There we go. Okay. Here we yeah. are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, we both agree. It's a great question and it's going to be a great conversation. We'd love to, we'd love to have a good yarn too. Okay, good. 
All right. Well, um, thank you so much for your uh, heart sharing and for your um, beautiful wisdom that you're bringing to this conversation. It's so valuable to me to hear this, and um, I'm very willing to have more uh, deep, curious. It for me, it's 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 a satisfaction of my curiosity, and I'm completely indulging myself. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Allison. Love you, brother. You. Love you, Allison. Love yeah. you, Bob. Love you, Shay. Thank Connect you. Thanks for the timing. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series and if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online tune in to our online video platform at earthheroestv.com hope you have a great day guys and a huge love from me and see you next time